Hey friends, welcome back to the catwalk. My name is Clark Cowden. I'm your host for this podcast and I want to thank you for joining with me again for this week's message. Today we are talking about some of the significant shifts that take place in our lives. When Paul wrote Romans chapter 8, he wrote about some of the most significant shifts that take place when we decide to put our faith in Jesus Christ and become a follower of his. To the naked eye, these may seem like very subtle shifts or very quiet shifts that may not create a lot of noise or attention, but they are extremely important and have eternal consequences. What have been some of the significant shifts in your life? I invite you to sit back and relax and reflect on this message on significant shifts. On any given day, 23,000 scheduled flights take off and land at American airports. At any given time, 5,000 of those airplanes are simultaneously airborne. That means that approximately 1 million people are flying 300 miles per hour at 30,000 feet at any given moment. A hundred years ago, this would have seemed like the stuff of science fiction. But then two brothers named Wilbur and Orville Wright turned science fiction into science fact. Their father, Milton Wright, was a bishop in the Methodist Church. One day in 1878, he brought home a new toy. Using a rubber band to twirl its rotor, a miniature bamboo helicopter flew into the air. After a few flights, it broke. But instead of giving up, the Wright brothers decided to make their own. A quarter century later, on December 17, 1903, Orville Wright went airborne for 12 gravity-defying seconds in the first powered piloted flight in history. That represented a significant shift in the history of our country and the history of our world. But very few people knew about it at the time. Some people read about it when it happened, but many people didn't hear that it had even taken place until much later. Some people who heard it thought it was just a one-time event. They couldn't imagine how the first manned flight would change life as we know it. How we travel has not been the same since. Before their flight, many people thought that human beings would never fly. Some people would say, if God intended for man to fly, he would have given us wings. Some thought the idea was preposterous. Today, we think of it as no big deal. It happens all the time. 
Today, the issue is not whether we can fly or not. Today, the issue is whether our plane will be on time and if our luggage will arrive at the same destination that we do. The most significant shift in history is represented by the life of Jesus Christ in our world. When God was born as a baby in a manger, everything changed. Yet few people were aware of it at the time. When Jesus was crucified on the cross and resurrected from the dead, all reality shifted in the most dramatic way possible. But again, few people were even aware that it had happened. Most people didn't understand what happened or what it would mean for their lives. Some people have called Romans chapter 8 one of the most important chapters in the Bible. Some people see it as the climax of Paul's teachings and what the message of the Bible is. In Romans 8, Paul describes four significant shifts that can take place in your life when you experience Jesus as your Lord and Savior. These four significant shifts are about condemnation, comparison, confidence, and conquerors. The first significant shift is about condemnation. Romans 8, 1 through 4 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. The first significant shift that Christ causes in your life is that even though you sin, you no longer experience condemnation for your sins. As we talked about two weeks ago, Paul again says, you have been set free from the law of sin and death. You are no longer condemned for the things you do that you shouldn't. Last week, we talked about how Paul felt like a wretched man because sometimes he did what he shouldn't do, and sometimes he didn't do what he should have done. He felt guilty. He felt bad. He got down on himself. He was frustrated he couldn't live a perfect life. But the good news of the gospel is that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We are in the midst of a mental health crisis in America right now. People are struggling with anxiety, depression, and loneliness. People are having a lot of unhealthy thoughts. People struggle with a lack of forgiveness towards themselves. 
Some people feel like they are never good enough. We doubt ourselves. We can't live up to our own standards. But we say that the gospel changes everything because when you are in Christ, God no longer condemns you. So there's no need for you to condemn yourself. Why does Paul have to say that there is now no condemnation? It's because many people are condemning themselves. People feel like God is condemning them or others are condemning them. If you are a Christian and you think God is condemning you, then you don't understand God. He's not. God loves you and you will never experience condemnation from him. Condemnation is a legal word which refers to the punishment you receive for your crimes. Paul says, now there is no condemnation for you because God has forgiven you and pardoned you. Some people feel like they move in and out of condemnation. I may not be condemned now, but I probably will be condemned tomorrow. Paul is saying, no, that's not the way it works. There is no condemnation. It doesn't even exist. It has been removed. It's not been temporarily removed. It's been permanently removed. You can rest in the grace of God because there is now no condemnation for you. The second significant shift in Romans 8 has to do with comparison. Our present sufferings do not compare with our future glory. Romans 8, starting at verse 18, says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Verse 26, Paul says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Some of our mental health issues today come from people who get stuck in depression or anxiety and who can't seem to find a way out of it. It's like they are stuck in a very dark room and they can't find the switch to turn the light on. Or they can't find the door to get out of the room. 
They can't imagine that their future can be so much better than their present. But Paul is saying that as Christians, your future will be so much better than your present that you can't even imagine it. A significant shift has taken place that you may not even realize. And though your present sufferings may be really tough, they don't even compare with the glory you will experience in the future. Part of the seriousness of our current suffering is that our sins have damaged our world. Paul says that all of creation is suffering with us. We have damaged our environment. We pollute the air. We pollute our water. We damage our natural resources. Sometimes we release dangerous chemicals into what we breathe or drink. Certain animal species have become extinct. We've not always been good stewards of the world God gave us to take care of. Paul says that creation is suffering because of us. Creation is subject to frustration. It's waiting to be released from its bondage to decay. Creation itself is groaning with labor pains, waiting for its new life to be born. Sometimes in our confusion, we don't know how to pray. We don't know what to pray for, what we should say, or what we can or cannot ask God for. And Paul is saying here, don't worry about that. Just pray because the Holy Spirit prays for you. The Spirit helps us in our weakness and intercedes for us with groans that have no words. And he intercedes for us according to God's will. So don't worry about it. It's all good. The present sufferings you are going through today are nothing compared to the glory you will experience in the future. The third significant shift in Romans 8 has to do with our confidence. Romans 8, 28 to 30 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Paul knows that you may not always feel confident. You might doubt yourself, and you might question your abilities. But you can have confidence because the Bible assures you that all things are working together for good. He doesn't say that everything is good. There are a lot of bad things in our world. But no matter how bad our life situations get, God can bring something good out of everything. 
What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you try? What risk would you take? What new adventure would you go on if you knew you wouldn't fail? Paul is telling us that your destiny is to win. You are a winner. In the end, whatever you are going through now will be transformed into something good, and you will come out on top. You don't have to worry about it because God has predestined you to become like Christ. You will become like Christ. There's no question about it. It will happen. God has called you. He has justified you. And he has glorified you. And since God is for you, who can be against you? God wants you to have confidence because in the end, it's all going to work out for your good. Finally, the fourth significant shift in Romans 8 is that you are now more than a conqueror. Romans 8, 31 to 38 says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If Romans 8 is the climax of the Bible, then these verses are the climax of the chapter. The Holy Spirit wants you to know that nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing. Nothing from your past. Nothing in the present and nothing in the future. You will not be abandoned. You will not be left behind. You will not be forgotten. Nothing will ever be able to come between you and God. God doesn't just say that you are a conqueror. 
He says, you are more than a conqueror. You are not a loser. You're a winner. At the end of your life, it will be like at the end of the Super Bowl, where the reporter goes up to one of the winning players and puts a microphone in their face and asks, how did it feel to win the biggest game of your career? Imagine after you die, one of the angels comes up to you with a camera and a microphone and asks you, what's it like to have won the biggest battle of your life? How does it feel to endure so much struggle and to know you have prevailed and now you are a champion? And I think like all the best sports champions will say, well, first, I want to thank my Lord and Savior for making all of this possible. I want to thank my teammates for helping me out so much and for all they did for me. I want to thank my coaches and my teachers for guiding me and putting me in the right situations where we could win. I couldn't have done this without them. We are the champions, my friend. If God is for us, who can be against us? We are more than conquerors. Nothing and nobody can or ever will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So when we talk about the good news of the gospel, this is it. The gospel changes everything. Christ changes your life. As Christians, we always have something to look forward to. And we always know that the future will be better than the present. Sometimes there are very subtle shifts that take place in our lives because of our faith. But there are also very significant shifts. Four of the significant shifts that take place in your life are number one, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus our Lord. Two, our present sufferings do not even compare with the future glory that awaits us. Three, you can have confidence because all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. And four, you are more than a conqueror, more than a victor, more than a champion. You are a winner. And you cannot even imagine the post-game celebration God has planned for you when you successfully and victoriously cross the finish line of your life. God bless. Stay safe. See you soon.